So there's no real mystery to brainwaves. I mean, our brain's job is to create coherence and meaning between what's going on in the outer world and what's going on in our inner world. And so it makes sense then that when we're conscious and we're aware that we're a body in space and time, mm-hmm. that we're local in space and time, that we have to use our senses to navigate in three-dimensional reality. So you need your senses and because they plug you into this world. And if you took away your eyes and your ears and your smell and your taste and your feeling, you could not interact with the outer world. So yeah. it makes sense then that as we begin to perceive reality with our senses, there's a lot of information coming into our brain and we have to organize that information, everything we're seeing and smelling and tasting and feeling and hearing. When that happens, the brain moves into a very kind of fast brainwave pattern called beta brainwave patterns. And it's mm-hmm. it's a kind of a steady brainwave pattern. It's a low idle. And we're probably both in low level beta right now. If I said to you, Michael, look, um, I'm going to give you a test and everything I said, you got to be able to pass the test. You would pay attention a bit more and your light bulb in your brain would get a little brighter and you would move into what's called mid range beta. Now you're more vigilant. You're a little more focused, kind of a good stress. But when you're angry and when you're frustrated and when you're intolerant and you're impatient, your brain goes into a brainwave pattern called the high beta. That's very, very high because the stress hormones are causing the brain to become aroused. So that it is important to recognize that what we are not using enough of in our world today is consciousness. And I will describe in a little while how most of our lives, 95% or more of our life, is controlled by the habits of the subconscious mind. Wow, in my life I probably had 400 fights. How many? 400. Wow. That, like in your professional career, you no, went like no, no. 50. That's 50, yeah, that's like 50 or 60. Yeah. In the street, I had about 400. Wow. And, then, and you were in trouble with the law in early yeah. stage, right? And when did you get introduced to drugs? Oh, I've been drugs since I was nine years old. What kind of drugs yeah. back then? Cocaine, marijuana, alcohol, liquor. Because when I was younger, you know, my mother who wasn't educated on drugs and alcohol, I think, even though she'd been in college, in order to perhaps get me to go to sleep, I was making a lot of noise, she would give me alcohol. Wow. Thinking I would go to sleep, you know. Yeah. At that time. And so um, I started getting into a lot of trouble. By the time I was 12, I was arrested probably 40 times. Yeah. So some people get switched on into that high beta pattern and they have anxiety, they have depression, they have, uh, they have uh, uh, all kinds of uh, mood swings because the brain is now functioning at a higher level, at a faster idle. But when we close our eyes and we disconnect from the outer environment or we start breathing and we start relaxing, when we start slowing our breath down, our brain waves slow down, and when we close our eyes and disconnect from the outer environment or we're driving in our car and we're in trance, our brain waves move from beta brain waves to alpha brain waves. Now in alpha, you're starting to pay attention more to your inner world and not so much all of your attention on your outer world. And now you're starting to get into that realm of imagination. The voice in your head that's always talking to you kind of goes away and you're kind of seeing in images and pictures instead of uh, uh, sub-vocalizations. So most of our day, we are thinking about the future or thinking about the past. That's with the conscious mind. So if the conscious mind's not paying attention to right now, then everything you're doing during the day is being run by the program that you got. But the problem is, because your mind is not, the conscious mind's not paying attention, then it does not see the program being played by the subconscious mind. I'll give an example. 
When you first got you in the car with a driver permit, you didn't know how to drive a car. So you were very conscious of everything, watching everything as you were trying to drive. But now you've driven for 10 or 15 years. And you might be like me. I can have a passenger in the car and my conscious mind will be in, in a conversation. And I'm driving 10 minutes and then I look out the window and I realize I didn't pay attention for the last 10 minutes. Did anybody else do this besides me? <laughs> And so he adopted you, and he was your mother, your father, your oh, my psychiatrist, yeah, my therapist, it was everything, yeah. <laughs> and he taught you to fight like nobody else, but you even went, I already had you hypnotized at times. Tell me about that. Yeah, no, what just, was he hypnotizing you to do? He was a hypnotist as well, and he believed that, um, that he could reach the subconscious. And only, but only special people can happen to it. They can't reach anybody. You have to believe in it because it's something that's very complex to believe in. I'm not going to believe somebody's going to tell me something and this is going to appear. So it's hard for people to even really believe this can exist. But um, I believed everything Cus told me. Everything he told me, I believed it. So if your body starts to fall asleep and yeah. your mind is awake, that's that magic twilight place, that hypnagogue state where we're in theta. And uh, that's a perfect place to really make significant changes because you're conscious in your subconscious mind. Then there's delta, which is restorative sleep. Uh, it's when the body is, brain waves in the thinking brain are shut way down and the autonomic nervous system is repairing the body. And then there's, then there's gamma brainwave patterns and that's when the brain becomes highly aroused. But the arousal is not coming from a predator in your outer environment. The arousal is coming from within. And we've got so much data to show that when a person goes into gamma, and we now know how to induce that state, the energy from the body is moving into the brain and it's activating the limbic brain, the autonomic nervous system. And the autonomic nervous system then sends a very profound signal to, uh, to the thinking brain. And now the brain waves of gamma are actually faster than beta. And now we're super conscious, we're super aware. The brain is turned on, it's switched on. There's energy in the brain and all of a sudden you feel more awake, more aware, more conscious. I'll give one more example. If you know somebody and you know their parent and you see that this person's behavior is just like their parents and then you say to your friend, Mary, you're just like your mother. Then Mary will say, what, are you crazy? Why doesn't Mary see she is like her mother? Because when she's playing that behavior, she was not paying attention. So she doesn't see that she's playing the behavior that she was programmed by through her mother. So most of every day, you are not playing programs that you personally want. You're playing programs that you got from other people. But you didn't see those, pay those programs. So when your life doesn't work, you say the, the universe does not support me. I got older in life, I, I really I had to deal with demons with that. I yeah. felt I was that kind of person that really my objective was just to hurt people as much as possible. Yeah. You know, not just beat them, but just to really hurt them. Yeah. So they never forgive me. And that was just my goal. That's what I learned from Cuts. That's all I knew. Yeah. And he didn't have much time to teach me because he died shortly. He only had seven to six years to be, you know what I mean, to teach me anything. So what he had to teach me was fighting. Yeah.
and uh, that's the moment uh, that uh, we, we uh, really embrace a greater understanding of, of ourselves and, and of life. Look, I mean, we, we spend 70% uh, of the time or more living by some of, some really tough emotions that, that were ranged from unhappiness to negativity, uh, to fear, to anxiety, to anger, to hostility, to frustration, to envy, to jealousy, to pain, suffering, and guilt. Those are pretty much derived from those stress hormones. And, and most of the people spend the majority of their life caught up in those emotions. And whether they know it or not, the act of having those emotional responses to something in their outer world or even to a thought in their own mind becomes a little bit of an arousal to the brain. So people get kind of hooked into the emotion uh, and almost addicted to it because it, it gives their brain and body a rush of energy. And yet the truth was it was your own invisible behavior that sabotage you. So what's important is some people say, well, maybe I just do some positive thinking. Which, which mind does the positive thinking, conscious or subconscious? The conscious mind, which works at 5% a day with a 40-bit processor. And when you're doing your consciousness, are you paying attention to what's going on? Who's running the show? The experiential programs from the subconscious mind, and that is 95% of the day with 40 million bit processor. Does positive thinking work? Do the math. Yeah. He turned you how to, you, I remember when we met 21 years ago, you said he turned me how to turn the lights on and how to yeah. turn the lights off, but not really how to turn off that emotion, how to do it in the ring. Exactly. How to not, like when somebody's hurting you, not to feel it, not to sense it, not to get scared. And you told me after the Hollywood, you told me that the reason I lost that fight is because I got pissed. You said I never get pissed in the ring. Exactly. Tell, tell me about that. You know, I lost discipline. Normally I'm a disciplined fighter. I normally beat people I deal with under pressure. But for that particular incident, I just lost it that day. So we now know that when a person starts feeling an elevated emotion, an emotion like gratitude or appreciation, or joy or freedom or inspiration, that those emotions have a very different effect on the body, a different effect on the immune system, a different effect on the heart. When you're angry and frustrated, your heart beats very incoherently because it's ready to run from a predator or hide from a predator or fight a predator. but. No one's running or fighting or hiding. And so it's like stepping on your gas pedal and your brake at the same time. It starts to create a lot of incoherence in the heart. And the heart has its own little individual brain. And the issue is that it's very difficult to take a small processor and overpower the large processor. And you have to use what is called willpower with the emphasis on power to override. Now here is the second catch or the second problem. The subconscious mind is like a recorder tape player. It records an experience and then when you push the button, it plays the experience back. I don't know if they, they say it here, but uh, sometimes we say, somebody says, he pushed my buttons push the tape and the, the behavior plays. Hey, because I couldn't trust myself. I had to um, be able to trust myself. Mm. You know, I had to learn to love myself. I had to learn to How'd respect you do myself. That? All those years? How'd you know, you you're that? dealing with all, just dealing with the pain. It took, a, you know, it took like, what's this lady Clinton here said? It took a village. No one person yeah. could do it. I had help from people who are no longer here anymore. Yeah. And it was a, um, a science project. So then we teach students then 
how to regulate an elevated emotion and create more coherence in the heart and we measure it and when the heart starts beating more coherently more in an organized fashion it sends a very clear magnetic field away from the body that field that energy is a frequency and all frequency carries information so then a person when they feel the elevated emotion they're creating their bigger field they're becoming more energy and less matter and the intent that they have the thought that they're thinking is being carried on that frequency and now they're broadcasting a different field of information and light around their body so then we take our conscious mind and we want to talk to the subconscious mind and change the program. Now think about it this way. You have a tape player and I give you a cassette with a program. You put the tape in and you push play. And the program is going, you say, I don't like the program. Then you go up to the tape player and you say, change the program, change the program. How much yelling at the tape player will cause the program to change? First we talk, then we yell, then we get mad, then we ask God to change the tape. I got um, sucked into all my vices. Women, drinking, parties, spending, and um, it just took a toll on me. It took a yeah. toll on my self-esteem, took a toll on my, my whole barometer, so to speak. Yeah. And they're tuning into a potential that already exists in the quantum field. And if they're doing it properly, they're investing their attention into the future. They're changing their energy. They're changing their brain. They're changing their neurochemistry. They're changing their circuitry. They're changing their genes. They're changing their protein expression. And their brain and body are living in a future present reality instead of the past present reality. And the repetition of that over time begins to change a person's state of being. And now they belong to their future instead of belonging to their past. When people talk about visualization, and visualization is a, a, it's a huge factor in improving uh, technical skills, uh, specifically martial arts, which is a, I'm a big fan of, obviously. Um, martial arts, when you, you visualize, people who visualize, who sit down and like go over their body, going through the motions and doing things, those people perform better. They yeah. perform better, they, um, they, they learn quicker. What do you attribute that to? Do you think it's the same thing as what's happening when you're sleeping, just maybe to a lesser extent? The issue is the tape will not change by doing that. But there are ways to change the program if you know how to push the record button. Hypnotherapy. Because that puts you back in the same brain state that you were in in the learning period. And then you can put a new program and rewrite the tape. Yet there is a better and faster way even. There's a group of new psychology modalities called energy psychology. There are many different versions. For example, uh, holographic repatterning, body talk, EMDR, EFT. The one I am most familiar with is Psych K, P S Y C H hyphen K. These programs are like pushing the record button on the tape player. These programs can change a belief you had your entire life in maybe 15, 20 minutes. Many of them, like Psyche, create a state of super learning 
like you were when you were an infant. 